welcome to Dad Main, a podcast for creative dads. My name is Corey Miller, and several minutes before we started recording, my jump scare brother of a man, Kyle Adams, <laughs> ran off to do something, and then I had the recorded like the video on a different our call on a different monitor or behind something. <laughs> he came in and did a really great impression of like a Velociraptor crossed with a banshee. <laughs> And um, needless to say, I think my adrenaline is only now starting to calm down. <laughs> so welcome to the show, I, Kyle. I feel bad, but I kind of don't feel bad at the same time. I think you should feel just the like correct amount of bad in addition to feeling the correct amount of successfulness. I'm so sorry, Corey. Are I'm you though? Sorry. Are you though? I'm sorry that you got so scared. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm not sorry that I did it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh man. Well, hello. Welcome to um welcome to the show, Kyle. How are you uh, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. I'm going to be honest, Corey. Tell me. This is like just behind the curtain magic here. Show I me. was Show me. I was not feeling it today to record this podcast. All right. But I'm glad we're here, and I think we have a great topic that we're going to cover. <laughs> Thanks for tuning but, in, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. I'm sharing that for a reason, because yeah. we're, we're talking to creative dads, right? And often, like especially when you're a dad, and especially when it, the smaller the child, the less you feel like you have energy yeah. to do things. Sometimes you just got to push through and get started. And when you get started, and you freak your friend out by screaming into a microphone <laughs> at them, you're... <laughs> You're well on your way to to creating something magical. I don't know if I'm more mad or impressed or just still scared. I think I'm, I'm sorry. I think I'm still scared, but it's okay. I'll get over it and I'll move through. So I'm I'm interested in this though because you you texted me a while ago because at this point it's become kind of a tradition that an hour before recording, one of us texts the other and says, "Hey, so what are we talking about tonight?" <laughs> And um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I feel like we could do a whole episode on being creative when you're not motivated, but like everybody's done that. It, it, literally, yeah. like every single podcast, it, there's a children's stories podcast, I'm sure, that has how to get motivated as a child, you know. Um, but you uh, you wrote about priorities and 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 how they change and I don't know. So I just am kind of like interested in, um, kind of what you're bringing to the discussion tonight, um, based on how you're feeling today and just what's on your mind. So what's on your mind? Yeah, I started thinking about, well, you asked what, what topic should we talk about tonight? <laughs> and I was like, what are some things I've thought are relevant lately? And I've been working on my newsletter creator glue for a little over six months now. And I've been writing that and it's been fun and I'm sharing stuff. But at the same time, I am doing a like not a full-time job worth, but I'm doing quite a bit of work for it. Yeah. And I'm at the point where it's like, I want to start being compensated for this. Not just for my sake, not because, well, it's a thing I just want to make money with it, but because yeah. <laughs> I have a family and I have like responsibilities and <laughs> Turning that into some sort of like quote unquote passive income. I have tons of thoughts about passive income, Corey. Sure, like, sure. 
there's kind of passive income, but you always have to maintain things. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but having something like that, having another stream of income beyond just my day job is something I want to have. And so I started thinking about when you're a dad and how your priorities change. Because before I was a dad, there were a lot of things I would do for free without feeling like, oh, I have to make this into something that brings in some kind of money from it. There wasn't as much like, uh, I would say there wasn't as much attachment of income with time, I guess I would say. But now it feels like anytime I have spare time, I should be working towards like helping to secure my family's future even more kind of thing. Hmm. Okay. So then, so what was it, what was it before? Like give some examples of, uh, kind of whenever you feel, felt like this change happened, what were you doing before? And then how has that kind of flipped or adjusted in, in time. And I don't know if it was just like an immediate change or if it was over time, but what, what did, what did it look like on both the, both sides of that for you? I mean, in a way I, <laughs> in a way, Corey, I think I was smart. Like, I think I've just become a little bit smarter about how to approach some of this stuff. Okay. But <laughs> it may be the lack of time as well. Like the time constraints have just made me necessarily have fewer things on my plate. But I remember back when I was like working on my own thing, even when it was on the side, I would <laughs> I would have like a YouTube video and I would do Instagram and I would do any, everything you can think of. What Instagram dribble was a thing for designers. Right. Yeah. Um, it's still a thing though, right? Twitter. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. Twitter, like all these different places. I would post things consistently. And I would push push traffic to my website and I would try to get some business there. But I wasn't like, I never really built up true revenue. I never covered my expenses. I never covered the cost of time even from it. And it was kind of okay because it's like, well, this is just a thing I'm doing. And like, um, you know, at the time, my wife and I were both working. Like we bring in and we didn't have any any more responsibilities than just like paying rent and <laughs> living our lives. So it was all fine. Now my wife's a stay at home mom. I have a daughter, like we have a house, all those kind of things. Like things right. have stacked up to where it just feels like I don't really want to spend. It makes it sound like everything I do needs to have money attached to it. That's not really <laughs> what I'm saying. But I'm I'm more so getting at like I think about that more. I think about mm-hmm. is there a way to turn this into some kind of income for my family? And I think about that more than I did before I became a dad. This is, is so interesting to me because I find myself in complete the complete opposite of you. Um, really? Yeah. Well, maybe not complete, but I find myself in a and what feels like an other side of the dice kind of a, a situation because um, I, I feel like I'm just coming out of a feeling of needing to monetize everything. And I know you're just saying like, you don't, you know, you're not trying to say, oh yeah, I'm breathing. So I have to monetize that or whatever. Um, but I used Can to you, have you monetize breathing. Not yet. I'm just sure. Is there someone, a subscription for breathing? I'm sure someone's working on it right now. <laughs> subscription for breathing. It's called taxes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. So I I like years ago, a couple of years ago, anyways. 
even when I thought about music, I was like, how can I, like, if I'm just going to be writing music, can I like sell it? Can I put it on uh, like epidemic sound or, you know, find any of these, um, you know, these sites that need, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like free beats or whatever it's called audio jungle, whatever it is, you know, Um, find any of these places and be like, well, I'm going to be creative anyway. So might as well make a buck off it. And and that's fine if people want to do that. But it felt like everything that I was doing during the day, everything was focused on on money. And um, and for me, I, I at that time, it just it didn't add to the creativity, like the creative aspect of it. It just added to like it made it feel more like business. And and when music started becoming more business for me, it stopped being fun and I stopped doing it. And, um, and so it's, it's interesting because I, I, there's, there's a lot of ways to look at that, right? Like, you know, you and I are doing obviously very different things, still being creative, but we're doing different things. Um, and if I ever wanted to do something beyond just like producing a record and putting it on Spotify or Deezer or whatever, (laughs) um, then I would need to think of it more of a, like a business. You know, I would need to build an audience and I would need to, like, if I wanted to do it anything beyond, hey, this is just something I'm doing as an output. Obviously, I would need to do all of those things because you can make and make and make. And if you want everybody to hear it, but you never tell them about it, then it's just going to sit there in the bowels of Apple Music and never get listened to, you know? And drag, but not bowels, not. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll just go with it. <laughs> we'll go with it. I don't know. I'm throwing in all my stuff, but it's just, um, it's interesting because you, you know, when you talk about, I, I remember when you were kind of going through all of the stuff of like, you know, you're working on building an audience and trying to build up a business, but doing mostly free stuff. A lot of the, um, the emphasis that you had was put onto the free rather than on the things that were, was going to make you money. And, um, and, and now you've got a, you know, you've got a stable job, you've got that kind of stuff going on, but you're like, you know what? I'm doing this other stuff anyway. It's like you've already committed to doing the free stuff. You've already committed to doing Creator Glue and you're sending out emails and you're posting stuff on on various platforms and all of that. And so now it's like, it seems, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you're like, well, I'm already doing this. And so maybe this is a piece that can, like your goal is, I would love to maybe do this full time someday or do more of this where it's really great supplemental income for my family and and so on because I'm doing it anyways. Um, and I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I just, it's, I just find it interesting that we're, we're at kind of these opposite ends almost not like fully, but a little bit of where I'm like, I just don't want to do anything else that is monetizable. And I, and that's a luxury for sure. Like I totally get that that is such a huge privilege to be like, yeah, I'm going to do something this evening. That's not worrying about paying the bills. And for a lot of people, that's not the reality right now, and especially in this current, um, climate. I mean, well, sorry especially in this current climate. I mean, all around the world. It's not even just in the States or in Austria. It's like everywhere. And so I, I accept that, that it's, um, I, I feel very fortunate to be in that kind of a place. Um, so yeah, but I, I'm, for, for you, like, how do you, how do you maintain the creative aspect then if you're like starting to inject a little bit more of that, like, I want this to be more business focused. Um, do you find that that hinders or fuels your creativity? Like, how are you starting to think about it differently? Yeah, that's the interesting thing for me. So 
Just in my past experience, anytime I get involved with something that's a service, like, for example, doing design work for others, that always hinders my creativity. And not because it's for Hmm. someone else, and it's not even the act of making the thing. It's all of the, like, it's the back and forth, like, conversations with people trying to get things right and dialed in and, like, just the, the admin side of things that definitely pulls down my feeling of creativity with those things. So <laughs> I understand. I've avoided that with my current stuff. Like people yeah. have asked, can I have like some kind of whatever, um, like call with you and stuff like that. And I probably, I would probably be smart to schedule those and make like however much an hour just doing consulting type stuff. But I know that doesn't really fuel my creativity as much. And mm. so for me, products, like any kind of digital product, the act of building it is not as much creatively fun to me. But once it's out there, I wish, like, I guess everybody wishes this, Corey, but I wish somebody could just take what I've made and build a product and be like, here you go, go sell this product. Because I find the act, and I think it's the writing side of me, but I, mm. writing slash web design and all that, like, put those together and I love trying to make like a sales page that converts well and like writing things where people connect with why I created this thing and like yeah. all of those sorts of things that fuels me creatively personally. So I love that aspect of it. I, it will, it will, I just need to get over this hump of like, I don't have a product. I want to have a product and then I will continue to feel super creatively motivated. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like, technically, we're in the same boat. I don't have to make this into some kind of side income revenue stream thing, but I can't help but feel like I should mm. <laughs> because I don't know. It just like it almost feels like I need to. I don't know how to explain that. And it's not from well, like yeah. I'm I'm interested in that. What why? What is what's the need? Where's that stemming from? I think it's because I don't necessarily, I feel like what I share in the newsletter is helpful, but it doesn't necessarily, it only goes so far for people. Okay. And I feel like I've, you know, a lot of what I'm sharing in the newsletter is stuff that I get experience with from my day job. It's not the same thing as my day job, but I get a lot of experience from it and I get a lot of like insights into that whole world of like newsletters and all those things. Mm. So, I feel like I have more to share, but I don't really want to go super in depth if I'm not like that, that feels like I want to be compensated for it, you know? Mm. And so it's almost like I'm doing a disservice to the people that I'm, I'm sharing these things with because I'm not really giving them an option to like go all in on it and really make an impact in what they're doing. And I really want to have that. I want to have that option for them basically. How do you how do you balance then? Um, I mean, I mean, just thinking through all of the you know previous episodes that we've been recording of like, okay, so you've got this, you've got the day job, you've got this side thing that's not taking up too much time right now, but you know it takes up a decent amount of time. But you've even said like you front loaded so much of it where right now it's like. You write your newsletter like ten minutes before it goes out, or whatever. <laughs> okay, a day. Okay, a day. A day. Um, yeah. A day. Um, but but right now it's it's pretty like 
yeah, it's like hanging in there. And, and it seems like you're, um, I, I, I'm, again, I'm just saying stuff and then you can correct me, but I'm just throwing out, you know, from an outsider's perspective, um, that the balance that you've established, there seems to be some pretty good equilibrium. And, but now that it feels like your priorities have changed and not even just like now, but like, you know, over the past, you know, five years, um, she's five, right? Yeah. Five, that's crazy. That's so crazy to me. She's five years old. I know. That's um, crazy to me too. So, you know, and so things have slowly adjusted. I mean, obviously it's not been the same for the last five years, but, you know, as you're kind of thinking through the stuff and things are molding and shifting and evolving, um, how do you plan to, while maintaining priority of your time with your family, like good quality work, and then also staying creative, like how are you planning to either make products or do more for Creator Glue for this creative endeavor while adhering to all of those things? Like, how are you thinking about that right now? Yeah, I think that's part of the hurdle, right? Like, I yeah. need to, <laughs> to build a product, I'd have to dedicate more time. Yeah. But then once I have that, on the other side of that is still doing the things I'm already doing, just including, like, by the way, you could buy this thing. Um, so there's a big time investment with it. And I guess that's part of, it's part of why I feel like I need to charge for it. If I'm going to build this thing, yeah. it's kind of like, let's, let's take it in like your world, Corey. Like if you, maybe you're recording like, I don't know. I'll just put this out there. Like a song a month, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely doing that. <laughs> like, no, but let's say you had committed to that. Like yeah. you're releasing a song a month, but you're like, man, I could make a whole album and like people have been asking for an album. Like they really want just like a full album of, of this, right. For you to take the time to go make a full studio, high quality album. There's no way you wouldn't want to be compensated on the other side of that. Like, sure. I mean, you could just make it for free, but, <laughs> but it would be <laughs> right, right, a lot right. of time spent to make that. But then once you're on the other side of that, you go back to your rhythm, right. And, and you could say, well, if you really like these, here's there's a full studio album sure. out there as well. Um, so you could be monetizing that, which is cool. Technically, for music, you could monetize singles as well, just having yeah. them on Spotify or wherever. I found out the other day I have 17 unique listeners on Spotify. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Over the last two years. And I think most of them are are me. All 17? Yeah. Well, I like three of them. Okay. Yeah, so okay, so this is interesting. Um because I I had kind of assumed and I don't know why, but I kind of assumed that you'd do something like a paid newsletter or a, like a paid um ongoing content type of a thing cuz you're already kind of doing that. But what it's sounding to me is more like a course or a book or or something like that, um a paid download. I don't I don't know what people who are need glue download online, but um, glue. <laughs> um, so that's interesting to me because you say that, and I'm like, well, yeah, like this this year, probably in September, uh, I'm going to be taking a, a month long sabbatical because um, I've been one of the one of the things we do at ConvertKit is when you've worked there for five years, you can take a month off, and that's part of the part of the 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 loot that you get when you. Uh, Harvest the treasure. <laughs> I kind of forgot about this actually. I'm excited. Yeah, now. yeah. So I've I just passed five years working at ConvertKit. So 
at some point this year, I'm going to take a month off and it's probably going to be in September. And the whole point of it being in that time frame is that that'll be a time when the girls are in school and I'm going to dedicate that month to writing or recording at least. I'll probably do plenty of preparatory stuff for that, but um, it's all going to aim down to then like September is recording, producing this thing so that it can be sent off on October 1st. That's like the deadline. Um, and so all of it's kind of building up to that one point, just kind of like what you're saying of, okay, if I'm planning well, then there will be a time where I'm just like every, every day for eight hours, that's what I'm doing, you know, or, or 10 hours or whatever. I'm doing that, but just for a month, you know, so things are going to look a little wacky for a month. And so that kind of goes back to my assumption that you were going to be doing some kind of like ongoing, I don't know, something, but um, maybe this is your, maybe you're still evaluating that, but it, I just, I don't know. Just, there's no question. There. I just thought it was interesting that you said like, like big chunk, chunk of time to do a thing. And then you, you know, you reap the rewards rather than it being this ongoing thing. And I guess it's the same. Like if you were doing like, you know, client work or more consulting, that's like the ongoing stuff that you can't really just push play on and have it just running on autopilot. I mean, even if I was doing, I guess this is behind the scenes. I don't know if anybody Always. listens to we're this. Always. We're just talking. We're just talking. We're just talking. It's fine. <laughs> but if I were to do a paid newsletter even, I would I would spend a, quite a bit of time writing writing emails for that paid newsletter. Yeah. Before I even have it as a product. And then I would build a giant sequence and convert kit. And when you... When you buy, you get into that sequence and I'm just continually adding to it. But most people, I'm like five, ten weeks ahead or more <laughs> with this thing. Yeah. That way it's not like, because if somebody's paying for it, I definitely don't want to miss a week. I don't want to miss a time, like if it's a paid thing. I've thought about doing a paid newsletter similar to the way Nathan does a paid newsletter, which is he just has a set number of emails in it and he he's upfront about it. There's like... 10 or 11 emails in this, you pay for them, you get them. And it's like, it's not an ongoing thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a one-time payment with a specific number of things you get. So I've thought about doing that. I don't know. I, I don't know what that would be, but I, I guess like to bring it back to the creative part, I, I really felt like it's very interesting that we have these different dynamics now. Yeah. I'm curious on your ends, why... Why has that changed for you? Like, what do you think has changed to make you, is it that there's less scarcity or is it that you, you view your creative work differently? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, the re- I, it's interesting because I would say it's happened in the time I've still been working at ConvertKit. So when I first got to ConvertKit, I had this mindset of like, oh yeah, like side hustle type stuff, you know, and that's... Um, that's a pretty big piece for a lot of uh, a lot of our coworkers. Is they do their day job and they do something on the side. You know whether it's um, something digital or you know something physical that they make and sell or whatever. And and there's always just been kind of this feeling of like I had to, like I'm in this industry and it feels like there have to be like there's something that I also do on the side that makes residual or uh, what's what's the word? Sorry. Passive, passive income. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of felt like a given. And and so then when I would go to do like anything, anything creative, whether it was writing or whether it was 
um, I don't know, just even just thinking about stuff. It wasn't even just exclusively music. Um, I was like, how, how will this pay for itself? Um, you know, one of the, I mean, even to, to, again, peeling open the curtains, Kyle, this podcast at some point, I would love for this podcast to pay for itself. We haven't really talked much about that. Um, we don't have a Patreon. Well, I do have a Patreon set up, but it's not set up so that people can actually like help support the show. Uh, right now, it's just out of our pockets, and it's it's a pretty high. It's not like a small cost, but it you know it's it's up there. You know, it's not big, but it's not small. Uh, but even in that, I was like, when I was thinking about doing the show or any show in the past, I've been like, okay, how do I monetize this? How do I how do I make sure that what we're doing is paying for itself, so it's not just like a a, a leech on my finances. And that's, that's how it felt. So I think it was more of a, maybe an unhealthy look at that stuff, as opposed to I'm already doing this thing and it's fulfilling me creatively. And maybe this can be something that I do, uh, that makes extra money or, or whatever. Um, so I, but it didn't have to do, I don't think with like a change in finances because it was still happening after, you know, I, I started working at this company tech job and you know we're we're we both work so we're doing okay um moved to austria and now we pay a lot of taxes so you know not as okay as we were like even ironically in california but you know it's fine (laughs) it's fine um sorry sore spot how to deal with taxes this week so um but anyways yeah i don't know i think it was the kind of i can't pinpoint the moment but I, i feel like sometime in the last year or so there was just this feeling of like, I'm just going to sit down and just play. And I'm just going to let it be what it is. And and I hadn't for a really long time. I, I think that was another piece of it too, is when I lived, uh, before we moved to Austria, we lived in Illinois um, for about two years, almost two years, like a year and a half. Uh, it was during 2020 and 2021. So kind of a not great time <laughs> just in life. Um I wrote and recorded a song during that time, one song. And that was about all of the music I could muster um, between like sometime in 2019 and probably the middle of 2022. And, and just because I couldn't like, I couldn't do music. I just was so burnt out and so depressed and um, just had a lot of hard stuff in life. And, and when I started to pick the guitar back up, it felt, I don't know, I just, I, I remember feeling this, uh, this sense of this is just the thing I need to do for me. And it was the first time that a creative thing like that had felt like that. Um, you know, when we were doing our last show, um, Commuteless, there was always this like feeling of we're doing this and it's a time suck and it's not like paying for itself. You know, like yeah. you do a show, got to record it, got to do all the stuff to do the show notes, blah, 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 and then get it out there. Um, and I, I don't know, dude. I mean, even with this, I'm still kind of doing some of that stuff. It's way more streamlined now, but I don't, it doesn't bother me. Uh, it, maybe, it, maybe it should, <laughs> you know, so we can, you know, um, work on that. But um, I don't know. I think the moment where I just was like, I'm, I'm maybe I just got tired I think I just kind of got tired a little bit of of the scene in 2024 now where it just feels like everyone wants to monetize everything and everybody wants to sell something and everybody has to have their social glory 
And I just kind of got a little bit over it, I think. Maybe a piece of that, too, as is this feeling like, I don't know. Maybe there are some things and it's okay in life where I just make stuff and it just dies, you know? Maybe that's okay. It doesn't have to be heard by everybody, but I made it. And that was just an expression of myself. And it just goes somewhere and no one ever hears it. Um, I, I just find that to be a part of where I am creatively right now. Um, I wouldn't mind if those things brought an income. I wouldn't mind, but I'm not like, I need to do this EP so I can go get a record deal so that I can like start playing shows and sell all my merch and whatever because, you know, musicians and money is a laughable subject. Anyways, um, so... In answer to your question, though, I don't know when that change was or even what that was. I think it was maybe just a, a part of kind of coming back out of the darker place of my life in the last couple of years and just being like, you know what, it's, I think especially with music, maybe there's some other things that I wouldn't mind as much. I think if, if we started monetizing the show and we did more stuff with this that, you know, as long as it didn't interfere in other parts of my life, I think I'd be totally fine with it. But I think with the music stuff, it's more like I have to make this. And then if it makes anything, that's fine. And if it doesn't, that's also equally as fine. Um, and I just, yeah, so I guess I'm just not on the, like on a desk, like I'm not, um, I'm not desperate. I'm just not looking for it, I suppose. Maybe it's just a different view, view of it, you know? Um, yeah. And I, and I will say it's a little bit different than yours where I'm not like doing this regular content type stuff. I'm not, do, oh, the, the word. Um, I'm not doing this regular stuff, like releasing stuff every week and like constantly working on it. It's like more, I don't know, it would it'd be to the effect of you like producing a course or producing a, you know, a, a digital product or something that takes kind of this longer term investment um, of time and of focus and things. So, you know, I, I totally acknowledge there's, you know, some differences there. I don't know, Kyle, maybe I'm just in a phase of just like, I just need to make some stuff for some reason. Um, I mean, I get that. I kind of went through that for what, three or four years. Yeah. Where I had been building up an audience, doing all this stuff I was talking about, making the free stuff. (laughs) And then I went through three or four years of just, as far as the internet was concerned, absolute silence, except for commuteless. When we did that for a little bit, Mm. I was active with that, but like, I didn't care about a lot of this stuff. And really for me right now, it's like, it's interesting because, and everybody's different, but I find this, this idea of like building my newsletter list of growing on social, whatever, all that stuff. It's not so much for me about the recognition aspects of things. I just find it such a fun, like, yeah, a fun thing to try to work on. Totally. Like, can I make, if I change this little thing, what happens? Or if I try this, what happens? And yeah. these little experiments kind of thing like that, that fuels me creatively in, in kind of a different way than making illustrations or designs or whatever right. it does. Um, I get a lot of enjoyment out of that kind of thing. And I would, I would love it again. Like it's not going to happen, but if there's a product just dropped in my lap <laughs> and somebody was like, here, go like, sell this thing to your audience sell it, like, yeah. awesome so like that would be fun to me i'd love to see like and not just because it's not because it's money but like can i increase the amount of people purchasing this like what can i mm. do what can i change what can i tweak all of that stuff is that's fun to me right um some people and listening it, is probably rolling their eyes like that doesn't sound fun at all kyle what are you talking about it doesn't but, sound fun to me, me but <laughs> 
for me, it's fun. For me, like, I, it, it's a creative thing for me. Yeah, of course. And there's some parts of it that aren't like, I think anything you work on, there's some parts where you're like, oh, I don't want to do uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's a fun thing, like even if right. it's a, um, you know, like I'm, I'm totally making this up, but like, let's say you make pottery and you love, you love the experience of like making it and molding the clay and all that. But then it comes to firing it and you're like, I don't want to, I just don't, <laughs> I don't want to heat this thing up and put it in there. Like, but that's the, that's kind of the part of the process that needs to happen to have a final piece. And so, um, I think there's some of that in everything, but yeah, I, I do still have hobbies as well that aren't like, oh, I need to monetize this, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's changed. Like, I think my perception of my use of time is what I'm getting at. My sure. perception of my use of time has changed where it's like, I need to be like, maybe part of it is also that I'm a very long-term thinker and I sure. just think about like, okay, uh, like I think about my daughter in the teenage years, even though she's five <laughs> and just like, it's coming, it's quick. It's coming like, up quick, man. <laughs> eventually we're going to have all these like things that we're going to need to get for her. And like, I want her to have a good future and like all these things that I think about and like just wanting to be okay in that. And that leads me to like wanting to have more income streams and just right. like building up some form of wealth into our like later years. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's but, valuable. It's uh, the key. I think that you were mentioning was all of the stuff that you were saying that I think is required for in, like in your field or in that field of like creator glue and things like you have to do all of that stuff. Um, if you want that kind of thing to succeed and I don't find any of that interesting or fun uh, to do, you know, like everything you said, I just makes me want to just go hide in a corner. Um, <laughs> but because you find it fun and enjoyable, it makes total sense. Right. Like, and it's connected directly to like, you know, marketing things and selling things and developing things and creating things. And that's where you're finding an enjoyment. And I think that's so valuable and that's so important because I think a lot of people just like assume they have to take the thing that they love and turn it into all of that. And that's just not always the case, you know? Um, you know, certainly if if you need to make money and you're doing stuff that's not making money, uh, you, I mean, you need to figure out how to pay your bills, you know? Like you've got to figure out how to do that. Um, but I, I think the crux of it, you know, for you is to say, you know, maybe it sounds weird to me, but to you, it that's the stuff that fuels you and that's the stuff that feels creative. And so it's like a really great marriage of sorts in front of my face. It's like a really great connection and a combination of those things that is overly beneficial, like, or eventually becomes beneficial to you or can become beneficial to you if you figure out the right AB subject title test thing and then sell them, sell <laughs> things. <laughs> Well, I've been like, and I mentioned earlier that my approach has changed this time around of like trying to uh, like build some kind of brand up. Right? Yeah. And I think part of what changed in that is looking for the fun, looking for the creativity. Mm. Yeah. And I've noticed, especially since I've started working at ConvertKit and like talked to some of these, you know, people who have bigger audiences and things, I've realized that not necessarily everybody, but a lot of people just kind of stumble into it. <laughs> and you like, you kind of roll your eyes like, Oh, 
sure yeah you just stumbled into you know but yeah, yeah. usually it's because they just loved what they were doing like like you you love what you're doing with music if you started like just putting it out there you know relatively often or whatever yeah, yeah. um it starts to gain traction and it's not about like oh i'm going to build up this big empire business or whatever but eventually somebody who loves that who just loves the process of putting things out there and doing mm. stuff continually eventually it turns into something yeah and so that's what i looked for when i started the creator glue thing was like i want to be writing i want to be putting i loved having a newsletter back when i was consistent with it i loved having a blog back when i had that like i want to be writing and doing that but i don't want it to be something that's like okay every day i have to <laughs> do all these things and check all this stuff and like i i didn't want that to be the case i don't want to get on the the, the hamster wheel right right yeah, um, yeah so that is the difference this time around is i'm not as focused on like uh just like constantly doing something new and all this stuff um but yeah i don't know it is fun for me and it's like i don't think there's anything wrong with either of our approaches i unless, don't think so of course, either like, yeah, yeah. Unless you need to have the added income which is a totally different story <laughs> like, yeah. or or if you need to like not do all of that stuff because you're burning yourself out and you're, you know, working mm -hmm. 20 hours a day because you've got a job and another thing that you're doing. And then all of a sudden it's 10 years goes by and you've not even seen your family. I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm just saying like, you know, there's both of those extremes. No, of, I hear you. Yeah. Um, that's what I, I want to avoid. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, and I also, you know, on my end, it's like, I, I want to make sure that I'm not, um, I don't know, maybe taking my situation for granted, you know, and, and while at the same time being like, you know what, maybe I can take advantage a little bit of it and and put something in the world that, that I want to make. Um, as long as it's not just like, ah, one and done and now I'm good. And now I can go back to playing video games, you know, 17 hours a day. Not like I'm, yeah. not like I'm doing that, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, that's interesting. It's interesting to kind of think about, um, you know, what are, I suppose, how the priorities of our lives intersect with the creativity, right? Like your priority and how you're thinking about it and, um, you know, thinking long-term and thinking future and me being like, how can I, I don't even know. I don't even know what, what how I would say it um, because I don't, I don't know that I look at my music and say, ah, this is like long-term thinking for the, you know, financial security of my family. Um, I, maybe it's a little more selfish than that, I guess, or maybe it's about showing the girls like, um, you know, what it looks like to make something, you know, I've been doing more of this recording recently and, you know, the girls have been coming down and I'll, I'll leave on the effects and stuff that I do whenever I do like vocal recording, um, that doesn't get recorded onto the track, but just so, you know, so it sounds a little bit interesting in my ears. And the other day they came and sat down in my little sound booth, which is I've set up in the other room. And, uh, and they just sat there. Both of them have sat there for like 30 minutes at times. They're like, Hey, can you set up the microphone so we can go and sing into it? And, um, and I don't know, just stuff like that feels like right now my priority is like helping to kind of fuel what that looks like for them. Um, and maybe that'll shift and change and that's okay. Maybe, maybe the whole point of this whole show is to say, where what is the intersection of your values and your priorities in your family where where's the intersection of that and your creativity you know last week we talked about 
you know, the, like the guilt-free creative time when you've got a young family, which, which you know, is, you know, many people when they have uh, older kids that still struggle with that, you know, of, of I want to go do my own thing, but I feel like I can't, you know. And so then you have to kind of compare those two. Like where, where's the intersection? Where are they colliding? Where do I want to go? And how can I make them, you know, not collide and go head on, but like go alongside each other and, and support each other going forward? Because maybe part of that is just like, you know what? I don't need to make extra money, but I do need to get my art into the world. Or I don't need to make extra money, but I do need to write like all of this stuff. Or you know what? I don't need to make the money, but I want to make the money. Or maybe it's, I do need to make the money, you know, or maybe it's not connected to finances at all. Maybe it's the, some other value. And maybe the whole point of it is to say, what are those things? Define them, be real about them. Whoever's running alongside this with you, if it's a spouse or a, you know, your, your kids, whatever it is, you know, like get it on the board, get figured out and then say, great. Now what does it look like to, to do that? Practically speaking. Yeah, and I think there's a third take that we haven't covered. There's a, yeah, there's go a on. third perspective to this, which is that probably somebody listening is thinking, I do this thing like Corey does, where I enjoy it and I love it, but I feel guilty. Like I need to be making money with it. Mm. And yeah, that's true. Like I need to be putting it out there where I, you know, everybody shares this thing on social all the time. So I should be building up an audience or I should be yeah. doing something with it. And I hope what people can take away from this episode is that it's it's different for everybody and there's no shame in like, if you want to go after the money, great. If you yeah. just feel like this is a thing that I need to keep as a hobby, like really evaluate that for yourself. Everybody has hobbies for all of human history, I assume people have had some kind of hobby. Carbon Something sticks, they man. do. Something they just do. Carving sticks and what was that? Like sealing them in a bag or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laminating them. Laminate. Laminating the sticks. Yes. <laughs> people have been laminating sticks for years. Uh, so just just evaluate that. Like it, it's yeah. okay. And maybe, you know, maybe you're in a time right now where you need to make extra money you don't have to take that thing that you're doing creatively and turn that into money. You can reduce the t- amount of time you're doing that maybe and keep it sacred, right? Like keep it your thing for you, for example, Corey, like if you needed to make extra money, you don't have to convert your music into money. You yeah. could still have that as your, your hobby that you just don't, you don't want to touch it as a creative thing. I've kind of turned design into that. In the past, I was trying to monetize it, but now I I just find fun and enjoyment in occasionally like making something or like making an illustration or whatever it might be. Yeah, there's no pressure. I'm not sharing it. I'm not monetizing it. It's just it's a fun thing for me. And mm. so I I feel like the conclusion of all this is like you should do the thing that you feel is right in that moment, but also don't don't pursue it at the detriment of your ability to feel like you have a creative outlet creating out of guilt i mean we talked about guilt-free time but creating out of guilt i mean that can't that can't be great (laughs) you know like like there's and you get there like you can get there pretty easily yeah if you just decide that i can't be doing this thing unless i make money with it 
and you you don't care that you make money with it, but you feel like you can't do it unless you make money with it. Yeah. Then you get yourself into to guilt creating essentially. That's I mean, a new term. I mean, there's a this new whole term for the show: guilt creating. Guilt creating. I'm into that. I mean, there's this whole wave of you know people who create on YouTube and have these huge channels over the last like six to twelve months, just being like, you know what? I'm taking a break, or I'm done, or I'm deleting my all of the stuff on YouTube. You know, there was a guy who used to make these meme music videos, um, Seth Everman. And he used to do a ton and then he dropped off the face of the earth just for a while. And then he came back and said, he made a couple more videos and then was like, I'm deleting my YouTube channel in 30 days. I don't know if he actually, maybe it wasn't deleting the channel or just being like, I'm not doing YouTube. This is my last YouTube day. So he did like a video every other day or a week or I don't know, something like that. And then it, at the very last day he did like a, really long, like a 10 hour stream or something. And then he was like, that's it. I'm getting off the internet and like just turned off all of his stuff. And, and we're just seeing a lot of that now of, of people who have done this hamster wheel stuff. And they're just like, I have to do it. I must do these things because I decided to go all in. And now the thing that fueled me creatively is just sucking the soul out of me. And that's not everybody. Some people are just like they're they're thriving with it and they're doing okay. They've set up systems where where it works out. But I think we're going to continue seeing that if there's not good, healthy, I don't, like the healthy medium, the healthy way of doing things. I think people are still trying to figure out how figure out how that works on the internet. And it's been around for like what thirty years. <laughs> and yeah. um, I just feel like we're just barely scratching the surface of what that looks like. Um, so. All that to say, you're right. Like you have to evaluate that for yourself and say, what's gonna, what's bringing me the most amount of life? And if that includes, you know, the financial sense, then then let's look at what that takes to. Well, what's it gonna take? Like, look at it and, and really int- be introspective about that. And like, does that need to have a really tight? It doesn't need to be tightly knit with the creative stuff that you do that brings you life or is it, you know, should be involved in something else? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. (laughs) Well, you made it. I didn't say it. You said it. You said it better than I did though. I said it in a much more sleepy nine 30 at night kind of a voice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Kyle, I appreciated this topic. This is nice. I I, I think that I I would like to continue talking more about these sorts of things. So, Next week, when it's an hour before the show, we should come up with another topic like this. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So, well, I also, I just want to say thanks for, for being honest about this stuff. I, I really appreciate your, your authenticity and um, always appre- appreciate your perspective on, on the things we talk about. So, I appreciate you. Thank yeah, you. You too. Well, we also appreciate uh, anyone who's listening. If you're listening, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Uh, if you would like to support the show, what you can do is you can go to Spotify or Apple Music or Deezer or anywhere where you catch your pods. They call them pod catchers, whatever your pod catcher is. Sometimes I hate the internet, Kyle. <laughs> Why? Anyways, you can go to any of those places. You can find our show on uh, on all those platforms. And if you would like to support the show for free, because currently we're putting it out for free, and I think we'll keep putting it out for free, I think, but you know, yeah. 
Yeah, I doubt I was, we're ever going to charge for I don't, this. Yeah, show. I don't. Why? Why would yeah. I wouldn't pay for this show? <laughs> Maybe that's a bad sell. Anyways, you can go there and leave us a, a five star review. That would be that'd be really awesome. So um, we would really appreciate your uh, your support there. You can find me uh, at our website dadmade.co and Kyle. What about you? Where where can people find you? You can find me at creatorglue.com or on Twitter X, whatever it is, at it's Kyle Adams, I-T-S, Kyle Adams. Love it. Well, good show, Kyle. Good show. Bye. Bye.